I've known Alex for one, almost two years now. I knew some of what went on in his past, but just a couple of days ago, we sat down at the Monroe Public Library to talk. When Alex was 17, he was living in Bloomfield, and he was struggling with an opioid addiction. Well, I guess it stemmed from being abused and also being oppressed as a homosexual in a small conservative community. We're um, having... I guess, uh, quote-unquote, effeminate type of uh, characteristics or even features physically. Kind of anywhere, just like anywhere that I went, I always felt different and I always felt like I didn't fit in and that people kind of sometimes made it apparent, like very well-known to me that I didn't fit in. Pleasure, like, was something that I only felt when I was by myself because I didn't feel like I could just relate to other people. What other people found enjoyable, I didn't find enjoyable. I wanted to do other things that no one I knew was interested in. I listened to music that, that nobody I knew listened to. I was just very different from others. So I felt, I guess, a lot of pain in that because I just didn't feel like I fit in. So I just escaped into painkillers because I had been given one for my back pain one time and I noticed that I felt really good that I didn't feel any pain both physical or emotional I felt kind of numb and I recognized that and sought that out because it was easier to be numb than to actually feel all the pain that I was feeling at the time. So that back pain where did that come from? Well not only being overweight but also um, I had been abused uh, in many ways whenever I was younger but some of those was getting beaten sometimes and sometimes like being hit in the back with like um, blunt objects and and stuff like that like yeah baseball bats and and and, like like steel toe boots and like at the time that all of this was starting for Alex his mother was in jail for bouncing some bad checks so he went to live with his grandparents and abuse and rejection followed him there he began to experiment with other drugs I, I did hydrocodone I did oxycodone I did morphine I did fentanyl patches when they were still gel patches I don't even think they make them that way anymore it's basically essentially like doing heroin yeah I, I never I haven't shot anything up but I did snore methadone and you know morphine and all kinds of things. And so what was like the breaking point for you where you realized this is wrong and I need to stop? Well, it took me starting to uh, steal things from my family. I stole, if, if there were prescription medications that I knew about, I would like take some here and there. And I'd sold everything that I had. I didn't have any money. Not only that, I was, I was suicidal. I tr- I'd tried committing suicide by taking a bunch of drugs and it wasn't meant to be, apparently. Um, a f- somehow a friend caught wind, um, called, you know, an ambulance, and I was taken care of. But I, like, I had to go to um, a mental hospital for a little over a week. Maybe they weren't trained on dealing with oppressed, you know, queer people. I, I don't really know what it was. But I didn't really feel like I got the adequate care. And I went back to doing drugs right after I got out. Like, like I was there for a week. I, I didn't... Kill my. I didn't, I didn't try kill myself. I felt like it and thought about it every day. But instead, I just found more drugs to do. And and that was kind of like I think what I was really trying to mask is that I didn't feel like being alive. And so I just would do all these drugs. Um, so instead of not feeling like I wanted to be alive, I could just feel. I don't even know. This was like a two-year process. I wanted to kill myself again, like directly a year later, same month, almost down to the same day. 
and was on psych medication and started feeling really weird and like I was getting agitated at my pets for no reason like and like getting upset at everything like really on edge my family had was fighting with me and telling me that I needed to find somewhere else to go and that if I didn't find anywhere to go that night then I was just going to be out on the streets and that was my what, what I had to deal with and and I'd already been staying on people's couches and I even stayed in a few houses that didn't have electricity, you know, just like, you know, trying to find shelter somewhere. He finally found shelter in Bloomington at Stepping Stones, which is a shelter for at-risk youth. He stayed there for a year, working several jobs before finding comfort in a position at Blooming Foods. He stayed there for almost two years. People who were more open and accepting and, like, just kind of loving, just not, like, not having a lot of reservations or airs and graces about who they were or who they were talking to and like it like I met a lot of like really down-to-earth really wonderful people that I still know to this day and you know some of them I made friends friendships with some Alex of them. is in a really yeah, good place right now there. besides doing yoga and working at the library he's thrown himself back into photography again he's involved with prism which is an LGBT youth group in Bloomington amongst a large list of other things so do you think of pleasure as a positive or a negative? I think it's more often positive. I think people use it or misuse it in a negative sense. You know, they are seeking pleasure, but they're really doing is kind of like not being so good to themselves sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? So you think pleasure is self-love? I, I, I think so. I, I think pleasure is self-love. And, and maybe I'm only looking at it, you know, from my experience. Um, and, and maybe I need, you know, to hear someone else's experience or idea. But for me... Um, yeah, it is self-love. It's taking care of myself, but also taking care of others. Like, that's what is pleasurable to me, seeing others in a good place. Um, I do yoga. Yoga has brought me into a really good place instead of seeking out everything that I kind of needed or wanted in drugs. I made really... Webster's defines yoga as a philosophy that teaches the suppression of all activity of body, mind, and will in order that the self may realize its distinction and attain liberation. In Alex's case, you could equate liberation with pleasure. There's both positive and negative ways of using it. Although we all seek it, maybe what we can learn from Alex is to be mindful of the source. For American Student Radio, I'm Hannah Boone.